This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. And so it begins. The unprecedented process of vaccinating hundreds of millions and eventually billions of people for COVID. There will probably be plenty of mess-ups along the way. The process will need perseverance, and it will try patience. Purdue Farms decided that they wanted their workforce prioritized for vaccinations, as they are essential to the food supply chain. That they are, but there is only so much vaccine to start with, and health officials are best to use their judgment as to who gets priority. There'll be plenty of time for the naysayers to growl and complain. I'm certain that Purdue wants to protect their workers and their bottom line. They have Mitch McConnell working hard to get them liability immunity for their workers from COVID. This is why special interests should not weigh in on health issues when what they are asking would take away vaccine that will be going to someone else that may need it more. I think that we have seen political intervention on the side of business in this pandemic that went beyond the common good. There was an enormous difference in how seriously businesses took CDC state and local health protocols. I think those that did should get liability protection and those that didn't should not. The pending tranche of COVID aid is all snarled up again in Congress as McConnell is darned if he will give the state and local governments federal money. State and local governments have borne huge costs as a result of the federal government kicking pandemic responsibility down to them. The bipartisan compromise that provided states and local government aid was conservatively fair. It did not bail anyone out except the citizens depending on those states and local governments, and then for only a while. McConnell appears to be harboring old grudges about alleged poor management of our red states that preceded COVID. State and local governments did not have the tax structure or financial resources that the federal government does. There will be a whole additional wave of layoffs generated by state and local governments that cuts essential services to people in great need. Because of this intransigence, state and local governments took on many financial responsibilities in the pandemic based on the premise that while they could best execute programs that the feds could not, they would be reimbursed by the federal government. I thought that was too trusting, but it was a crisis and they needed to trust each other to meet the moment. The failure of the federal government to keep its word gives states no reason to believe anything the federal government tells them. This is another legacy that JRB will inherit. The Senate did approve a one-week extension of federal funding that otherwise would have expired, but it is hard to see what they will do this week that they could not already have done. This has to do with the $1.4 trillion federal omnibus bill and not COVID aid, although there have been attempts to attach aid provisions to it. Partisans have been finding some very creative ways to circumvent government from functioning, but appear to loss as to how to govern. Much of this would have not been needed if the pandemic mitigation would have been handled competently, as was shown by other countries who took the virus seriously. On the cattle, we are in the marketing hole from last spring's sharp reduction in placements that may last into early 2021, when front-end numbers will get more plentiful again. I would have thought that we would have gotten a better cattle market than this, but Packer Leverage says no. There are a lot of demand issues and potential demand issues until we can break demand free from the restraint that it is under from the pandemic. New York City closed all indoor dining. That appears to be a trend to other states. This is where a lot of steaks were served that will not be. The seriousness of the pandemic is going to damage beef demand for the next couple of months, if not longer. Export demand was not picking it up. 
Packers started this train wreck in the product market with record margins for this time of year, so have plenty of room to absorb the contraction in demand. That has not stopped them from sharing the loss with feedlots. It is hard to build a narrative for beef demand recovering until spring. I think that there will be some compensatory gain in beef demand when they get the pandemic crushed with a vaccine and consumers come busting out of being shut in this winter. Bear spread should continue working. On hogs, obviously hog numbers have come up radically short of what USDA said that they would in the September hog report. The industry exercised a serious level of euthanasia in response to the pandemic. Had they not done so, the industry would be near bankruptcy being crushed by supply. So numbers were cut. The question the next hog report should answer is, for how long? Did they reduce numbers in the supply chain all the way to the source and lower fairwings that will suppress numbers well into 2021? Or was the expansion in numbers that we were seeing just temporarily eliminated to accommodate reduced kill capacity and will snap back? The answer to that will tell producers what kind of year they're going to have next year. If you've been listening to the Comstock Report, for more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.